This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Caps fans, today we've got an incredible episode for you, as always. I hope you're riding high like we are. Caps are holding a 2-1 series lead against the Florida Panthers. And honestly, it's been a shit show both ways. Uh, wins have been decisive, to say the least. Um, and, you know, I think Thursday what we'll be talking about, we'll just do deep dive into playoffs because, one, we're ill-prepared for any sort of segment-based stuff. And, two, uh, I've been watching as many games as possible. Polly, I don't know about you. I have, um, and then a little bit of ECHL playoffs because our hometown Wheeling Nailers are in the second round. But yeah, I've been watching every chance I get. Yeah, like life has halted for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's that meme that goes around every year, and you know, saying life is on hold because of the playoffs. I mean, it's true. Like even, and I, I, I want to believe that I would still be this way, even if the Capitals weren't in the playoffs because I just think it's the best sports viewing that there is. Yeah, it really is. Um, You know, in addition to the playoffs, another thing to be excited about Mm -hmm. is that me and Mrs. Cupcakes (laughs) have (laughs) something baking in the oven. Is that so, Polly? Tell us more about it. Yeah, we're going to have ourselves a little baby um, in October is the due date early October, so excited, nervous, terrified, happy. Congratulations, Polly. Uh, another soldier of the apocalypse being born into the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, going to teach this kid how to use a hockey stick and skates, and that could come in handy in the apocalypse. Yeah, especially if it's like a frozen tundra apocalypse. You know, if that's the way the world became and we were skating around, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, there'd have to be, like, weird tangent, but I would have to, like, design some sort of, like, cool boots that had not only walking, but, like, instant, like, retractable blades or something. Yeah, like those uh, ducky boats in the big cities. Yeah, yeah. Amphibious skates. Right, exactly. Like, it can go both ways. Yeah, absolutely, so... Well, congratulations, Paul. I'm sure you will be an excellent father. Thank you. Um, well, somebody said mini cupcakes. Oh, that's Mrs. Cupcakes. Chiming in. Coming in. And, oh, I said that word a couple times. Yeah, we got a mini cupcake coming on the way. So a mini cupcake. That's, uh, we're not doing segments on Thursday, so that was snack time. that's a good that's a good snack if you will um well yeah let's drink to that huh yeah let's do it thank you one two three Mm. all right on to other happy news the fucking washington capitals oh i'm sorry are i just i have to have like get it out dude i can't believe that they're leading two to one in the series um and not only both i mean both victories were very decisive, and every loss was as well, the one loss. Yeah, I mean, the first game was definitely the closest 
uh, score-wise and, I think, gameplay. But, yeah, I mean, it's been... Every game, these teams have been a new team. Yeah. Um, if you listened to last Thursday's episode, I said what exactly the Caps needed to do. And I think in game one and three, they did exactly that. You know, they checked well. The neutral zone was an absolute minefield for the for the Florida Panthers to try to traverse. Um, and they kept the Florida Panthers out of the middle. And then they themselves got into the middle on the, on the offensive end, so... I love to see it. Yeah, and you can see watching these games how dangerous they are because they can so quickly just one guy take the puck, go down, and snipe. They've done it to both goalies. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, I mean, they're just they're so good. So the Caps can't afford to really fall asleep at any time. And so far, other than game two, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, it looks like it. So we'll see about uh, Game 4, which will be on Monday. Yeah, the day Today, this drops. The day yeah. this drops. So, uh, yeah, more on that later. But I had to, I had to just kind of share my excitement with all of the Caps fans. I'm sure they're feeling it as well. Hey, man, nothing wrong with positivity. Yeah, if you say so. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Kevin Sheveldayov signed a three-year contract with Winnipeg Jets on Monday, and the general manager said he would hold a search for a new coach. Um, Dave Lowry, who finished the season as the coach, would be a candidate. So a little bit of house cleaning there for the Winnipeg Jets, who did miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, the first time in a while, isn't it? I mean, I um, want to say they've made the playoffs almost every year since they've moved from Atlanta. Almost, yeah. Uh, I think the past couple of years have been a little shaky. They they've shipped they they you know they shipped off Line A and exchange in exchange for another disgruntled star, if you will, from Columbus and Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, they they've done a lot of things, you know. But <laughs> I have to say, man, like that is that team is completely different without Big Buff, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think was it it was either eighteen or nineteen. I think they lost to the Stanley Cup champion in the second round. I don't yeah. know if it was Vegas or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Or the team that went to the Cup. Right. And since that second round, they have just been out of sorts. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is a team that has Ehlers. I mean, dude, if if you play fantasy hockey, and I had Ehlers and Shifley, and then Cop, which they shipped to New York, who's currently tearing it up. Um I mean, they have, they have, it seems like, many of the pieces in which to become a perennial Stanley Cup contender or at least a perennial playoff appearance maker, right? Yeah, especially uh, with Hellebuck. Yeah, and so they've got some goaltending. It seems like they have it all. They just can't get it together. I don't know what it is. You know, I will, I'll say this. The Winnipeg Jets are the farthest. I forget they exist sometimes, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I think they're an easy team to forget. I mean, they're easier to lose track of than, like, the teams who are farther west than them. Like right. It's like they're kind of stuck in no man's land, north of the border, in the middle of the country. Right. Frozen tundra area, as yeah. we were talking before. I mean, they're they're in Manitoba, right? Uh, I think I that's think, where yeah, Winnipeg yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, other than hockey, what is there to know about Manitoba? Yeah. You know, when it's cold, the only fun things to do are play hockey and fornicate. Yeah. Right? Skank Williams. Is that what Skank? 
Yeah. You know, one time when I was in high school, I quoted that to my girlfriend's uncle. And I instantly regretted it because I was like, uh, I play hockey. So he's instantly like thinking, probably not happy to me. Right, um, right. Nothing bad came out of it, but just instantly like, yeah, that was not my smartest move. He's like, uh, that sport that you play does not have the word ball in it, thus it is hated. <laughs> well, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going more with the fornicate side of it. Oh, oh, because, oh. <laughs> because, you know, I said, you know, two most fun things to do, fornicate mm. and play hockey. And Right. And you were dating knows, his niece. I'm dating his niece, and I play hockey. So it wouldn't take too much for someone to look into that and be like, why would you say that to me? I see. I see. Yeah, that was, um, you're a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, you were talking about fantasy. And uh, I just beat you in the dude. I knew you were fucking. I knew you were gonna fucking. (laughs) The ninth place game. This is bullshit. I knew you were gonna bring this up. Listen here, motherfucker. I haven't checked my fantasy lineup for a month because as soon as we knew we were out of the actual like winning for real, I was like, all right, this is worthless. And then I got an alert on my phone randomly. You know, I just started erasing alerts of like this person's injured. This person's injured. And I look at yours, and I, then I see you lost to Polly Cupcakes four to five or something like that. Ignorance is not an excuse, buddy. I don't give a fuck if you beat me in the consolation of consolation prizes. Like this wasn't even it wasn't even the bronze medal. It no. was like the it was the ninth place game. <laughs> God damn, we go, uh, we how did I get ninth place? I was like a solid fifth or sixth. Well, I think throughout both, the entire season, we both lost. First round of the losers bracket, mm. I think. Oh God damn! And then it was like, let's find out who like the bottom four are in what order, and that's where we f- fell. So I lost the entire league. I was last. No, I don't think you were last. I think you were oh. tenth. I think. Yeah, I think they were like fourteenth, fourteen players. Me, uh, Jesus Christ! You know what, Polly? You give. You're one of those guys. I knew you, I wasn't even going to mention it. I wasn't even going to mention it in the pre-show. I wasn't going to mention it at all when you came over. But I knew. I as soon as I saw that, I was like, he's going to have to bring that up at least once this fucking weekend. It, it, this is bullshit. Every time, every time you get one single little thing over on me, you hold it over me for like the rest of my life. Okay, you actually did come in dead last. Dead last. Oh, I wish we were one of those leagues who did funny things to the last place person. Well, don't give Shane any ideas. First of all, thank you, Shane, Shane Ryan, for the for organizing this every year. Yes, thank you. Uh, congratulations, congratulations to Griffin Youngs of uh, what's his podcast? Tell it as it is. Yeah, repping the Colorado Avalanche, young guy, young upstart podcaster, East really Coaster. cool. East Coaster, is he really? I'm pretty sure he's an East Coaster, because I think I saw mm. him say something on Twitter once about staying up late to watch games. Is he a Canadian? I don't think so, because I, I think, think he's yeah. he's also a Caps fan. Ooh. I remember see? when we were talking about that during... Uh, I think I know he does have love for the Caps, which, yeah. you know, I, I love that there's like this 
seems to be like there's this correlation between Avalanche and Caps fans. If you look on Caps Twitter, there's a lot of people who are both. A lot of crossbreeding there, if you will. So, I found my people. This is my tribe. Right, absolutely, yeah. Um, Anyways... Fuck you, Polly. I don't give a fuck about fucking fantasy anymore. Like, after after I wasn't playing for the top spot, I obviously gave up. I haven't set in a lineup in, like, a month, dude. Seriously. This was the equivalent of, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I have to be faster than you. <laughs> and I was faster than you. Alright, whatever. I, ate fuck. I got eaten by a fucking bear. Anyways... <laughs> Back to the show. Mike Yo was fired Tuesday uh, in Philadelphia. He was previously the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers were 17, 36, and 7 under Yo. He, uh, after he was made head coach from assistant to replace Elaine Vignon as, as coach on December 6th, it was an absolute dumpster fire uh, of a season for the Philadelphia Flyers. And to top it off, this is the prick that shut down Keith Yandel's streak. Mm. He let him break it, but benched him like <sighs> 10 games shy of 1,000. Right. Yes, you were very much um, ready. You were. You had the pitchforks and, and torches out for Mike Yo. And honestly, in, when, that, when we were talking about that in the beginning, I did not, I did not agree. But after hearing that, honestly... Why not? The Flyers have nothing to play for at this point. Might as well. They had two or three different benchmarks this season with other players and, and, and ownership and things like that. Might as well give it to him. Like, mm-hmm. why the fuck not? Have the fans have something, even though he was a transplant. But, you know, and, th- and this is just so indicative of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh fans and Pennsylvania fans in general. They're all shitbags. I mean, Pennsylvania... The worst state in the union. Except Hershey. Except for Hershey. Hershey gets a pass, for sure. But Pennsylvania as a whole, just fucking turn it into a parking garage for the rest of the fucking country, please. Like, Pennsylvania, that fucking state, you can't buy beer at a gas station. You have to go to a distributor. It's ungodly expensive. Um, it's all Quaker rules. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just... Fuck Pennsylvania. Period. As, Period. As someone who grew up an hour from Pittsburgh and played my youth hockey almost completely against Pennsylvania people, right? I'm not disagreeing. And well, the the pull point after I went on my rant, before I went on my rant, was that like all of these like Flyers fans didn't care about Keith Yandel's streak. A lot of them just didn't fucking care. And I'm like, dude, come on. This is like a piece of hockey history that you're going to be able to like. And the reason they didn't care was because Phil Kessel was like on on his heels. Yeah. Right. And even after Yandel retires, it's going to be like half a season, and Phil Kessel is going to shatter that record. Yeah. So they say. But it's kind of a little nice like pick me up, right? Yeah, for sure. Like something to be happy about. Like it would have been two benchmarks for Keith Yandel, setting the record and then hitting a thousand. I mean, no one ever has played a thousand games in a row in NHL history and you had the chance to have that guy do it in your jersey. Right. Why Number not? one first ever. Yeah. An American. And he's an American, yeah. Like, come on. We're only going to get so many records here. Exactly. Exactly. But the tides are turning. The tides are turning, I will say. Um, into the American game, I would say. Yeah. That's what I mean. 
I think that North America uh, is no longer, when you talk about North American hockey, dominated by Canada. I think there's a there's definitely a strong American presence there. Oh, for sure. So, anyways, uh, moving on. <clears throat> I, have you noticed 2020 Lady Bing, Nathan McKinnon, just taking pages out of his butt buddy Crosby's book and just being a total fucking shitbag? It's been all season. The dude's turned a corner. He's just upset that he hasn't won a cup yet. He's definitely got an attitude because he's hungry for a cup. I mean, he hit Philip Forsberg in the back of the head and ripped his helmet off. If I was Philip Forsberg, I would. It would be. It'd be hands on sight, if as the kids say. Do they say that? Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't heard that, but I believe you. Um, I watch TikToks. Yeah, hands on sight, bud. Well, yeah. I mean, he's definitely got an attitude, and kind of opposite to most humans, it's getting worse as he gets older. Right. Usually, people calm down and. Nope, he's getting yeah. more pissy. As he's more cantankerous, by. as they would say it in the South. Yeah, and you, yeah, and uh, honestly, a couple years ago, I thought it was ridiculous that Landeskog had the C. And Landeskog used to have quite the reputation for dirty hits and stuff. But yeah. as time goes on, I think it's good that Landeskog has the C and not McKinnon. Wow, really? Yeah, I mean. First of all, I think it's ridiculous that in hockey they tend to give the C like to the best player. Like, just like Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, but I mean, people have said he's a good leader. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know if that was the the the, the case when no. Ovi got the C, but no, now, and, yeah. And you you mean to tell me that Crosby was the best leader when he was 19 years old? Crosby's never been a good leader. Was, yeah. But it was a locker room full of veterans. You know, they gave right. it to him because he was the next guy. Right. Like, and they, they do that with everybody, every team. Um, actually, Vegas seemed to be a bit of an exception. Yeah. Waiting to give it to Mark Stone. But I think um, as far as the Avalanche goes, I think it's a good thing that Landeskog has the C because he definitely – he seems more captain-esque than McKinnon. I agree. Yeah. And he's older. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I Maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. He needs to obviously reel it in, not pull a Nazem Kadri out there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he needs to stay relevant on the ice if Especially he's going they already have a Nazem Kadri on their roster. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. So you can't be losing like two of your best centers uh, in the playoffs. So he hasn't – there's nothing that's been done as far as him being suspended or anything like that, right, Polly? No, no. He just um, – he's he's on people's watch list, I guess. Of course, yeah. I mean, I've just been noticing this throughout this season. I mean, in, throughout the regular season, he had a couple shitbag plays. Uh, but well, this is the guy who threw a helmet at someone last year, so <laughs> right. But you know, and again, that wasn't out of malicious intent. I don't think. I think it was more funny. But of course, he ended up getting suspended for that. I, I think believe. he got a game. Yeah, which he should have. You can't do that. Um, you can't do that. You can't do that. Um, so you know, whatever. Moving on though. Casey Smith injury uh, f- done for the season after a core muscle surgery. So 
this was weird when we were watching the game. Casey Smith, like, hurt something, was fine standing, um, and starts yelling at the ref, like, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And the ref's like, are you hurt? And he's like, okay. And he, they blow the whistle as the Penguins, uh, you know, are moving through the neutral zone. DeSmith skates over to the bench, and he's like, just like, I'm fucked up. He stayed on his feet the whole time. And then uh, this was at MSG. He skates off Louis Domingue. And at MSG, like, <laughs> the, the backup goalie has to, like, sit, like, near the Zamdors. Yeah. Like, not on the bench. So Louis Domingue's like, oh, fuck. And, you know, of course, this is after the second overtime. Right? So Louis Domingue's like, okay, fuck me. I'm going in. Daps up. Casey Smith. Casey Smith looks like a crippled man walking down the tunnel. Um, and of course, you know, Penguin's Twitter was like, fuck the Smith. How could he leave us at such a pivotal time? And you know, all this other bullshit. But it's like he ripped his stomach. Right. Like a uh, core muscle surgery. So he, he went under, I mean, he had to go under the knife for this. So, uh, I don't know. Um, Fuck Casey Smith. Honestly, I don't fucking care. Hey. Dude beat up his girlfriend in fucking college. Fuck this guy. Yeah. He's a former nailer. I don't give a fuck. You know what? And then, you know, the whole thing about Casey Smith, honestly, was he fucking... Uh, the first game in New York, they're like, Casey Smith, he's had to battle so many things to get to where he is now, being a backup on the league's shittiest team in the world who shouldn't even be a team because they're fucking garbage franchise. It's a poverty franchise. They've almost been relocated twice and their fans are the dumbest 10% of all people on earth. They said all this? They said that, dude. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the one writing their script. I'm just recalling it the way that I viewed it. Their then, words, not yours. Yeah, they're, they're somebody else's words, not mine. And, and then I'm like, well, yeah, of course he had all these fucking problems getting into the league, which he shouldn't even be in it anyways because he beat the shit out of his... I mean... Case it, look, look it up. It, Casey Smith got kicked off his hockey team, got expelled from school, and then I think he had probation time, and that was what would be considered a light sentence for what he did to his girlfriend in college. Well, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Domestic abuse. It's no joke. Yeah. So fuck Casey Smith. I don't fucking care. Hope it's career injury, ending injury. Fuck him. You shouldn't be in the league anyways, to be completely honest. You kick out Slava Voinov, you kick out... I mean, I can't believe Varlamov is still in the fucking league, to be completely honest. And that's an ex-cap. At one point, it was like, you know, cap savior in the playoffs or whatever. Like, uh, no love to him either. Fuck him. All right. All right. That's my... That's just my humble hockey troll opinion. You guys make the one, make whatever opinion that you want for yourself. And that was this week's hockey troll hip check. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, suspensions. Kyle Clifford was suspended one game on uh, on Tuesday after boarding Ross Colton in game one versus Tampa. This hit, dude, did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Alright, I'm only laughing because Ross Colton did not take this very well. And it was a blindside hit. It was from behind. Like, okay, he... He deserved this suspension. Like, the the old school hockey viewer in me is screaming, like, hey, well, that wouldn't have been a penalty in, like, 15 years ago. But he comes up behind uh, – Kyle Clifford comes up trying to, you know, elevate the physicality of this game. 
comes up behind Ross Colton and just fucking plasters him, dude. And his Colton's face, he gets whiplash, like you know when you get hit and your head's slung all the way back, and then you get like whiplash yeah. going forward. Well, the contact, like the fastest zone in which his head was whipping forward, was met by the glass. Mm. Oh, he just he like he like ate the glass, and they give you. And of course, it's hockey, so they're going to give you every angle. They give you, like, the angle from behind, and you're like, oh, it didn't look that bad. And then, and then they give you, like, the glass angle, and it's just him, like, like being a fucking glass licker all over this thing. Okay. And he got cut. It was a, it, it was a fair enough call. One game, that's fine. Um, he was on the ice, though kicked out and he received a major so pretty big deal on the ice as well yeah but i mean they still won that game so it didn't hurt him too bad yeah so and you know you look back in retrospect and you're just like well i guess it kind of worked his i'm you know kyle clifford has his role on that team right and he's a bit of a pugilist if you will uh i so he's doing his job if you will Right? Right. Took it a little too far. Paid the price. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Tampa and Boston, mm-hmm. as we are recording on Sunday night, game four. Not Tampa and Boston, Tampa and the Leafs. Tampa and the Leafs. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Tampa is winning five to nothing in game four. What? They're playing right now? Tampa's playing tonight? Yeah. I didn't know. I'm in. I'm in the playoff haze, bro. They're in Florida for Game Four. Uh, the Bruins Oof. tied up the series today, as did the Blues. I saw that. I can't believe the Blues tied it up. Uh, that is so. That's the one series I haven't been watching. Is the Wild and Blues? I'm just too disconnected from it. I can't get emotionally involved. Yeah, I mean, the only Western series I've watched really is the Avalanche. Right. 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 All right, let's move on. We're, we're just, we've been doing a lot of like tangent bullshitting. Um, caps of Guinea Malkin, or I mean, of Guinea. Oh my whoa, god! Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, sorry. Caps oh. of Guinea Kuznetsov has Go. been fined five thousand for high sticking Florida's Neil Noel Akari. What were you saying? Go rinse your mouth out with soap. I'm rinsing it out with with Yingling. Oh, a Pittsburgh beer. Even better. It's Pottsville, Pennsylvania. All right. So I, I retract, like, turning all Pennsylvania into a parking lot. We could we could, we could, could save Pottsville. Pottsville and Hershey. All right. Candy and beer. Yeah, exactly. Candy and beer. That's the only thing that's coming out of that fucking state. Uh, we were talking about goddamn. this. Um, neither one of us saw this hot stick. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. Not, neither of us. I didn't. I don't think there's a replay. Uh Thanks to Samantha Pell's amazing journalism, I did yeah. read on Twitter that it was a possible after the whistle kind of like little koozie being a dickhead tapping him on the head with yeah. the stick. Come on, what the fuck? You can't do that though. Like guys, everybody the the league's put in a pretty clear stance on high sticking, uh, and it's been that way pre lockout, pre you know since I was a kid. That's the one thing. If the stick comes up and hits anybody in the face, intentional or not, uh, or severity or not, you're gonna get. That's like the that's that's one of the worst penalties that I think the the refs will call always. They'll always call that shit. Absolutely. If the stick comes up and hits somebody in the face. It's always a bad thing. Like that is the most 
hurt you could get off of a nothing play or out of a something play even. You know, yeah. it's the most hurt you can get in hockey. Hockey is getting a stick to the teeth. Yeah, or the eye. Or, yeah, any other soft, important material to your head, right? Yeah, so, I mean, come on, Koozie. Be smarter in general and be smarter in a series with the President's Trophy winners. Exactly. And, I mean, uh, you know, I'm glad he just got fined and didn't get an actual suspension here. Yeah. Because, honestly, if I was the league, I'd say, you start fucking around and, like, bringing back, like, 1960s stick play to the face, you know, type shit, which happened when, you know, when guys would square off. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are, are I mean, that's why the, the game slap, or that's why the movie Slapshot glorifies it so much. They would not drop their sticks. They would just go and, like, when someone dropped their stick, they would also drop their stick. But the stick was, like, a weapon at one point. Yeah, and it was more like a, a poking motion and not, like, a swing as much. Yeah, like, and which is even more devastating. I mean, if yeah. anybody's ever played lacrosse and taken six foot to the gut, I mean... Well, that's what the the one dude says in Slapshot. I'll, I'll carve your eye out. Yeah, right. Like, and that is a very real possibility. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I don't know. Kuzi gets a little wild. Uh, he's having an incredible series. Continue to have that, but like, stay out of that dumb shit. You know? Yeah, for real. Not a good look. Uh, finally, Jamie J or Jamie Ben. That's no surprise your, here. Yeah, your favorite player probably. Find five grand for high, high another high stick. Calgary Flames uh, against Calgary Flames forward Andrew Mangiapane during Game Three. I didn't see this one either. No, nah, I didn't see it, but it doesn't surprise me to see him getting fined. Yeah, sounds pretty legit. Yeah, it's on brand. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you, you know, know what else is on brand, Polly? What? DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into big paydays during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Polly, we've been babbling a lot. We've been doing a lot of like bullshit, which you know. I hope I hope our listeners like. They probably don't. They're probably just like these two drunkards are off their rocker again. But yeah, just you know, entertainment at our uh, our expense. Right, exactly. Uh, but I think we should get into the to the Washington wrap around here and talk some caps. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, Caps fans. Now, you know, if we weren't high enough at the beginning of the show, we're definitely riding a high right now. Caps fans, the Washington Capitals lead the Florida Panthers 2-1 to in their first round series. Yeah. Wild stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, before we get to that, do you want to talk about Hershey? 
Oh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Polly, give us Hershey. So today, Sunday, uh, Hershey won. And that tied the series up at one. Uh, Apparently, this is a three-game series with Wilkes-Barre. So they lost, I think game one was Saturday. Now, game three will be Monday. So it's a true rubber match. Yeah. I didn't know the AHL playoffs did that. Well, I was looking at the website, and it looks like half the league is playing five-game series. So I don't know what the the method is here, but Hershey's Twitter said, we forced a game three. So, or we forced another game. So, All right. I mean, it seems confirmed that it's um, a three-game series for whatever reason. But once again, Hershey meets the Baby Pens in the playoffs. Um you know, so just check out Twitter and see where the uh, Caps AHL team goes. Well, the day this drops, the day play. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, obviously fuck the Penguins, so hopefully they beat the Penguins. Um, yeah. Good luck, Hershey. And if you like the AHL, if you like Hershey Bears, check out the Grit and Barrett podcast on the T on THPN Hockey Podcast Network. Richard Blosser, we've had him on here a few times, and, uh, you know, he'll give you the breakdown of all the AHL happenings and everything Hershey Bears. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man, so game one, Washington Capitals go down to the Miami area, the greater Miami area. Like, where the fuck did the the Florida Panthers even play? Well, they kept saying on the edge of the Everglades, (laughs) but I don't know. Um, apparently there was some big, there was a fire in Florida. Oh, yeah. They were worried about that, but, um, I don't know, the broadcasters were just saying all kinds of stuff, but Sunrise, Florida. Right, Sunrise. That's the name of the town. Interesting. Wherever that is. I think it's north of Miami, but I'm not really sure. probably. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, game one. And so, Caps went four to two. Pretty convincing win at that. Caps come out full of jam. And it pays off for him. Tom Wilson scores uh, the power players inning to give the Caps an early lead and then takes a, a little bit of a hit, and we haven't seen him since, unfortunately. It's a yeah. lower uh, it's a lower uh, lower body injury for sure. So We got uh, some clarification here. Yeah, shout out AJ Howard. Uh, it is legit on the end of the Everglades in Sunrise. So how far north of Miami is Florida's arena, AJ? Do you even know? The most uninviting piece of shipbuilding you've ever seen. Oh. Well, that may explain why there are literally no asses in seats there. And probably more Caps fans than anything else. Why don't they just play where the Miami Heat play? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I feel like almost every North American rink can handle both. It probably wouldn't take much to make it conducive to both. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. Never never been, you know, poverty franchise. I don't know. Well, I mean, now I'm thinking about how Dexter, he was in Miami. It only okay. took him a couple hours to get to the heart of the Everglades. So it's 8 to 10 miles north of, of Miami, which puts them out in the suburbs. But 8, eight to 10 Florida miles is... No, 20, 30 minutes? Well, you know, being in um, 
the suburbs, that makes sense. This is a 90s team, and in the 90s, it was a very big trend for yeah. sports stadiums to be in the suburbs. Exactly. Moving out. Moving out from the city. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then it was... To where all the money, quote-unquote, was at, right? This century, you know, mid-2000s, like, 05-ish, yeah. is when the trend started to head back to downtown. Sure. The ebb and flow. Um, AJ Howard, shout-out, says, I was there opening night against the Pens. I don't know why you'd want to go to that shit-fucking-hole game. But... Uh, 50% capacity may be good. Hopefully there were less, uh, less penguins. Well, they did much better at the, uh, the two home games for attendance. Yeah. They were pretty rowdy and packed. Yeah. For our, for our series? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. They're showing up now. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what that is. It sounds like some bandwagoning shit, but, uh, who knows? Anyways. In game one, Tom Wilson, like I said, scored first power play goal, then got uh, sustained his lower body injury, which keeps him out as of today, even. Uh, Caps came out hitting. Ovi, Mantha, the boys. Throwing shoulder, probably? They're throwing shoulder. They're throwing ass. I noticed the first couple shifts, they looked like a couple years ago, Caps. Like, they were just out there bullying, using that size to their advantage. In uh, it was good to see. I mean, uh, it looked like they had faith in themselves. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, AJ again, uh, just chiming in. Compare ticket prices versus caps versus pins. Fair enough. Yeah, I apparently they're pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty cheap there in Florida to get to to a game, which is a shame, but it happens. Um. Sam Bennett, big body guy, throws the throws the body and scores. I mean, he's got hands and everything else. Uh, definitely a thorn in the Washington Capitals side throughout this series. Series, I'd say. Yeah, I mean that goal he had. I mean, he just picked it up with speed through the neutral zone, did a little toe drag, had two defenders in front of him, put it through them right over Vitek's glove. It was yeah. a gorgeous goal. It was. It was. You know, I think uh, I'm not sure what you can say about Vitek on this one. No, I mean, if anything, defense could have stepped. Yeah. That's the only way they could have prevented this. Right. It was a clean beat. Yeah. Say. Um, Drew scored 43 seconds into the uh, into the second. The Caps killed three PKs. You know, three PKs this period. It's really good. Capitals penalty kill up to this point has been very, very you know, it's probably been a stronger suit. I like the defensive structure that Laviolette puts in. Mm-hmm. Um and it's showing off here, which is good against a very offensively talented team. What's next? Well, we get about uh, halfway through the third. There's 11.46 left on the clock. Ovi with a huge defensive play just as the Panthers are leaving their zone. So he picks a pocket, kind of goes to his knees. As the puck's on the ground there, Kuzi picks it up. Right. Goes in, scores. Ties the game, Dirty Bird, <laughs> Ovi screams in Bobrovsky's face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd love to know what he'd say, uh, what he said. Um, and so, wait, wait, wait. So I have to I have to at least be objective here and say that previous to this whole thing, first of all, this whole play was so reminiscent of us beating the Penguins. 
Yeah. Wasn't it? Okay, okay. Uh, all right, so let's put our dicks back in our pants, but for a second here. Which that anniversary was just on Saturday. Exactly. Happy anniversary, Caps fans. But, dude, I mean, okay, so Backstrom. We're getting beat up in our own zone. Backstrom finally gets the puck. And then softly, you know, dishes it into the middle, not looking for an icing. But it ends up going for an icing, okay? I feel like this call, this is a waved off icing. They waved it off because Uyghur also thought that. Yeah. They waved it off. Then Uyghur kind of in a, in a panic tries to rush to the ice. Ovi comes in, bodies him, and then, and then Kush, or I mean, Kuzi comes in and just, just does Kuzi shit. Yeah. Undresses Bobrovsky there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think if they see the defenseman give up, sometimes they'll wave it off. So, yeah. I mean, that must have been what he was, the ref was thinking. And I think it was a weird bounce off the sideboards, but still, this is a Penguin-esque play in the Benefit. Caps' favor. It's about goddamn time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But it is Penguin-esque in the sense of how ridiculous it was. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, hey, you know what? They waved it off. Fuck you. Like, now start, move your fucking ass. You know, this happens all the time in hockey. If, if you're not, I mean, from, from mites down to, up to beer league, if you're not hustling after the puck, the, it's not automatic icing. You've got to, you've got to make an effort to get the puck. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What else happened? Well, two minutes later, Bil- Bilky, Backy sent a silky pass to the front. Oshie redirected, gave the Caps the lead. That ended up being the game winner. Oshie, I think the two best redirected players in the league. Actually, I'm going to go top three. Yeah. And I think it's Oshie, Landeskog, Pavelski. Yeah. Um, probably in that order, but not sure. But still, Oshie, one of the best in the world in the game of hockey. Of his redirecting plays. But, dude, Oshie just had to put a stick out there. Oh, yeah. This pass I'm, from I'm, from Backstrom, I mean, yeah. come the fuck on. Through the legs, sauce, just perfectly floated in. I don't know, man. I don't know if Oshie even, like, had a forward motion. I think I, he just placed his blade in a way yeah. that it would bounce in. Right. You're right. As... As I was talking about this, I remembered that this was a backy play, right. not an Oshi play. I mean, still, Oshi beat his man. I mean, yeah. this was just an incredible play. It was a 2-1-2, and the Caps made these Florida Panthers look fucking stupid. Uh, and it was all skill. Like, if you were to, like, bottle, like, what a skill play looks like in the NHL, I think a lot of guys would probably say, like, oh, Connor McDavid going coast to coast after, like... Building up steam from his own zone all the way through the red line. Like, okay, yeah, look, there's not many guys that have the hands that can keep up with the feet like Connor McDavid does. Don't get me wrong. That is considered a skilled play. But at the same time, like, when you're looking at, like, how to play hockey, like, with a team, two-on-two, this is an incredible play. This is, like, athleticism mixed with skill. Uh, I don't know. Because there's nothing any defender can do with that. After uh, reading slash listening to Ken Dryden's The Game, this made me think of what the Soviets, like, it was that yeah. kind of play. Like, right. they were smaller, and they didn't have as good of equipment, so they just relied on finding the open man and finding open ice. And that's what they did. They just made, they gave themselves an opening 
for an easy goal. And it it even kind of makes me think of the goals in Miracle, like the way the Soviets play. Right. They just created space and then found it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then two minutes later, uh, I mean, uh, so then to to cap it all off, we're up 3-2. Lynchpin to the Stanley Cup, Lars Eller. We had an incredible goals goals for I mean, he's been he's been top notch this playoff so far. Empty netter gets rewarded. Carlson took a hit in the final minute and went straight to the locker room, but he's okay. Yeah, he's playing. Um, I think he was a question mark for game two. Yeah, but he played game time decision. So big game one in Florida. Caps come out four two. Moving on though. Game two, we roll right into it. This is a burn-the-tape game. I, I can't... Okay. Huberto, Barkov, second goal. Incredible, right? I mean, that's that's a play that I don't think you can blame any goaltender for. And I, I really just want to say, like, the goaltending here was not the fucking problem. I'm okay with goaltending being, being changed here. But I, I can't say... That this is a goaltending problem. I think that Caps Twitter likes to feed too much into one thing is the problem, and then all oh, that's the Caps guys. We got we got it. Like we're an old team. There's many things that need to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, in like uh, everything that is the Washington Capitals right now, and I think that the team in front of Etech on this game was absolute dog shit. Absolutely. I mean, to to skip ahead to a note I have for Game 3, I'd said if the Caps had played this kind of game in front of VTech in Game 2, we would have seen a much different result. I mean, VTech didn't necessarily play a terrible game. I mean, his stats don't look great because five goals on 18 shots. Like, yeah, those are terrible numbers. But honestly, the Florida Panthers were just playing the Florida Panthers hockey that we expected. Um, you know, to quote uh, some football coach, they are who we thought they were. I think it was Romeo, Romeo Cornell, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, the Panthers just came out and did in game two kind of what everyone thought they would do the Caps the entire series. And, you know, just to, to run through it, um, you know, Kuzi sent Ovi a feed off the opening faceoff, and he almost tipped it in. I mean, it looked like the Caps were going to pick up right where they left off, right on that first shift. Ovi got a piece, but Borowski was definitely dialed in for this game. Um, <clears throat> you know, in the rest of the period, there were some trading chances. I mean, the Caps were in it at the beginning, but then Florida got two late, quick goals in the period, um, and I think that kind of was where it over, where it was over. Um, you know, the Caps did score. And they got their one goal early in the second on the power play. Ovi got a uh, got an assist, sent it to Backy, who had a nice backdoor goal. But Florida scored less than a minute later. And to make things worse, down three to one, Caps pissed away a four minute power play. Zero goals. They did have some good chances. Egregious. Though. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't. If you want to win games in the playoffs, you can't miss that opportunity. But like I said, I think Bobrovsky was dialed in. He made some big saves. Um, 
someone took a, a heater off of Ovi. I can't remember if it was game one or game two, but, I mean, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Dude, I mean, you made a ton of good points here. And the thing is, is the the Washington Capitals came out and tried to get on their game, and then they did the Parker Henry. <laughs> they did the Parker Henry uh, of your brother. Shout out, Parker. Um, you know, kid's a stud, but if he doesn't get any early success, he shuts down, right? Um Early success is definitely a key to get the train rolling. Exactly. But he, you get the train rolling, he might be worth five goals, you know? Yeah. So, in and beer league, for that's, sure. I mean, that's true. That's kind of how the Caps were. It was like because they weren't rewarded early. And I think some of the personalities on this team have that tendency for the Capitals. We've seen sure. it for years. Um, and the year they weren't like that, they got a cup. So... Yeah, and I mean, uh, but even during that year, they were like that. Yeah. This is not something that, unfortunately, you know, as much as, as as I would like to say, I've just become, I've become accustomed to it at this point. I mean, this is the Washington Capitals. If they do not get rewarded for their their efforts, it's really tough for them to put a game together, especially if the other team, which they absolutely were, the Florida Panthers, give it to them. You know, let's give them credit. They did not give a fuck. They were out here putting shots on. They were capitalizing on any sort of error that the Washington Capitals were making. So, I mean, the Panthers played their game. And like they I did. said, this yeah. was this is what everyone was expecting yeah. from Florida coming in this game. And honestly, after this game, I felt, you know, I wasn't counting the caps out, but I was like, there was oh. a real chance. <laughs> That that's it. This could be it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like if if Florida keeps this rolling, All right? This is going to be four to one series. And so, let me ask you, what was your biggest? Okay, so they can we skip ahead and just say like, yeah. okay, we fucking lost five one. It was absolute butt fucking. Like we we sucked. We fucked dog. I thought we fucked dog all over the ice. Offensively, we were not breaking the puck out well. We were not tape to tape. We were not executing well. The chances that we did get in front of Bobrovsky, we were doing old caps shit pre 2018 where, hey, maybe if you would have just stopped in that in front scrum battle and just weed whacked your way through something, maybe this was at least, and then, you know, started a scrum afterwards, maybe this would have at least softened something up. But no, very soft. I thought this was the worst game the Capitals have played, obviously, all 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 postseason. But I'd say this is the worst game that they've played in, like, 20 games. Um, Probably since March, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they played, I would say, about 15 to 20 minutes of this entire game uh, to their potential. Yeah, and, you know, they, they were giving up the neutral zone. They were letting the right. Panthers get their feet moving, get their passing going. And that's how you're going to lose. You give them space and time. Sure. And, I mean, anybody who's ever played hockey, even from – if you can just get three solid strides and three power strides in between the blue line – your blue line and the red line, I mean, that means if, if you do it right, you don't have to do more than one or two power strides after that. Yeah, you know, if you do it, I mean, if it even if it's in high traffic, if you're if you're you know doing whatever, but if you do it right, and the team opens up for you, you're gonna lose the puck or or dish it before you even have to stride again. So, 
that's what the Washington Capitals need to fucking shut down. They need to check well, like I've been saying. But what was your biggest was was and I'll be honest, my fucking question was fuck goaltending. I immediately looked to the position. I said, "All right, look." Vitek didn't have an incredible game, don't get me wrong. But he also didn't have an inspiring game, right? And then, you know, I, I'm not I'm not pumped on him after this game. So what what's the question think? here? Well, yeah, well what did like, you think after? Like, what was... Of course, we're going to go back to, like, what was the big thing? Because in the third, Sammy started and he had a shutout. Yeah, I mean, I think it was team defense. Or, as you say, checking. Right. You know, I think... They just weren't giving them space and time, and they didn't do. They didn't give them much of that in game one. Did you question the, the goaltending at this point, though? No, I mean, I thought I was thinking taking or giving Sammy a chance next game. I don't see a problem with that. Okay, but I also wasn't sitting there thinking the Caps have no chance if Vitek stays in that. You know, I, I wasn't thinking that. I right. I was looking at this game and I was thinking. Okay, the Caps played a very bad game as a whole. I'm not blaming Vitek any more than I'm blaming Ovi or Carlson or Oshi. Me too, me too. But I, I like I said, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I was a little like fuck because I thought Vitek was our was our best shot going into the playoffs, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think long term consistency is Vitek, and I think so too. Yet he has this kind of bad game. Uh, he lets up that outside shot with Verhage, but dude, the Verhage snipe was—it was a fucking snipe, dude. Uh, I can't fault him on that after being down like I think that was the last goal. So he's like down like four to th- three or two, three or four down, and he lets up this like incredible cross the blue line. Defense is just I don't know fucking nowhere, not even in a lane, and you let a guy who is touted as being one of the most offensively, uh, you know, talented shooters in the league, take that shot. I don't know. You know, okay. And then he goes, he goes right post and in. Yeah. On a, on a shot that had zero wobble and probably went like, you know, 90 miles an hour from a wrister. I haven't really seen, I don't think I've seen a weak goal yet for either team. I think every goal has either been a highly skilled shot or a nicely executed offensive play. Fuck. I think you're right, man. Now that I think about it, I don't think there's been many saw- <laughs> Samsonov's first. I don't know. I mean, that was a snipe. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, if I'm going to give it to VTech, i got to give it to Sammy. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't any different, really, than VTech's snipe from game one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, in the third period, um, Sammy starts the third. Five goals on 18 shots for VTech. Sammy gets the shoulder tap. He's in. He pitches a shutout in that in that uh, period. And let's go into game three where the Capitals, spoiler alert, win 6-1 to one a dominating fashion. Um, Samsonov's in goal. This may be the best game I've ever seen Samsona play. Oh, he played very well. Incredibly well. Now, this is the type of Samsona that I feel 
could be an everyday Samsonov. In this who is the who fuck we were knows. promised. This was yeah. This is the Samsonov that Caps fans we were promised after having to wait for him to you know I don't know pay off the Russian mafia to get over here. In the the words of George R R Martin, the prince that was promised. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Holy fuck! Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, how pumped are you about? Uh, how pumped are you about uh, the new Game of Thrones shit? So pumped that I got the audiobook of the prequel, and I've started listening to that. Okay, how is it? A lot of food descriptions and... Well, I mean, it's written like a history book. Okay. But it's actually, I mean, it's entertaining. Um, I imagine the show will be more dramatic, but I mean, it's like, you know, the first chapter, which takes like 30 minutes to get through. Is all about the conquest, and I mean, I feel like the my guess is they're gonna, you know, this is written in sections, right? And they're probably gonna mesh the story, okay? Um, but probably it's it's would, good. It's 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 really good after reading. Well, I listened, but right. listening to the five books and yeah. watching the show, it's really good to get the the background. It fills in a lot of gaps. It references, or you. <laughs> hear the full story of things that were referenced during the main story. So, um, I'm pumped. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you should be pumped because... If you're not a Game of Thrones fan, what the fuck's wrong with you? Honestly. Yeah, right? I mean, are you pumped? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that my, I took a Facebook quiz, and um, I am, obviously, House Targaryen. <laughs> well, Did you know that? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, but I probably would have guessed House Lannister. Really? Um, wow. You remind Jesus. me of Tyrion. Oh. Hmm. But he's also, I guess, he's not like a typical Lannister. Wait, Tyrion is what? Who? He's the imp. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, he just... He's, he's smart, manipulative, and has sex with a lot of prostitutes, so... Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, fuck, I'm dude. not saying Jesus. you do that. I'm just saying if you were in that world, I could see you doing that. Oh, okay. Well, right. I was going to say you would be like the mountain, dude, because, you know, you're such a... Uh, the mountain's a piece of shit. Beaming physique. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm kind of... There were supposed to be two spinoffs, and right. one of them got canceled. And that was going to be like a thousand years before. And I think that was like when the wall was built and things like that. Or at least, yeah. yeah. So that, that was like more, I think, like the northern history. And okay, anyways, have, listen. Yeah. We're, okay. we're, go, we're, we're okay, yeah. breaking an hour. Capstan's, this is now a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah. And that's all we're going to be talking about. But uh, hope, sorry for all that. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let's get back on track. Let's go to Game 3. Samsonov, like we had said, who... I don't even know how we got on the fucking Game of Thrones thing, but Samsonov played a solid third period. And at the beginning of this game, I'm saying VTech needs another shot in that. I'm saying that because I'm a little old school and I think that you need a 1-2 goalie going into the playoffs and playing through the playoffs. But I've also said that your tandem, your goalie tandem... And I've said this for years, probably probably since fuck you've you've known me. Your goalies 
your tandem needs to steal you four games. And then when I say steal, you know what I mean, I hope. At least that means that, like, team played like dog shit. The goalie stood on his head and, you know, won the game for you. Clearly. Number one star. Yeah. Whatever it may be. He needs to steal you four games in a Stanley Cup winning run. That's one per series if you average it out. But it could be. A whole series. All one in the whole, all of the series. You know, he stands with us as a whole series. That is the bare minimum amount of games that a goaltending tandem needs to steal you in all of a Stanley Cup run. At the minimum. That's your, that's your baseline, everything else. Now on that point, I think Samsonov has more steel power than Vitek. But, and I think interesting Vitek, you say that. But I think Vitek is going to win the games that he's supposed as a team. To. Whereas Sammy may not. I 100% agree. And here's the thing. I look at this first game, and it doesn't surprise me too much that Laviolette on Game 3 starts Samsonov because he has done this all season. If you get pulled, your counterpart plays. Yeah. Whoever's winning plays, and that's how it's been. And and, and it's it's divided period by period. It's not divided by game by game for Laviolette. So... Honestly, I respect the shit out of at Laviolette for this call right here because he's got balls of fucking brass just saying, hey, we've done this the entire regular season. It's got us here, which, hey, we're limping in eight, eight seed in the playoffs, but I think we've got more. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that Laviolette thinks in his mind that the Caps have more than an eight seed in the playoffs. Hey, we're going to go with what we've been doing all season, and that is the winner plays. Yeah. So, I don't hate it. I thought, though, I was I was buying into Pangers and Bush. Uh, I don't even know Bushy's fucking commentary. I was buying it because I think VTech deserves a little bit more recognition than he's gotten because he's always been the underdog, and I love an underdog. But Samsonov, the Golden Boy, comes in Game Three and plays lights fucking out, dude. And I am going. You know, we've been v- as a pair. Incredibly critical on Samsona. Oh, we have. Yes, we we definitely um, we treat VTech like our firstborn and <laughs> Samsonov like stepchild, step redheaded child. stepchild, yeah. if that. <laughs> yeah, a stepchild we do not get along with. Exactly, but early in the first Huberto, early snipe in the first, and it, and you know what? I'm like fuck. At this point, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Typical Sammy. Let's see what he does. He's got to bounce back. He's not getting pulled. I don't think that after this first goal, he's getting pulled at all. I'm like, no pull. Yeah, too early for that. Too early for that. Lavi's got gotta give him more respect than that, and of course he does. Sticks with him, and then the Washington Capitals say, "You know, fuck this," and they just pedal to the metal. Absolutely, take their dicks out and start slapping people, anybody in the <laughs> face, with whatever that they can. T.J. Oshie in the final minute of the power play tips in an Ovi shot for the first period. So it's 1-1 going into the second, correct? Yes. I was a little pissed because I thought it was an Ovi goal. I know. But, but this gave Ovi three assists in three games. I mean, with his steal, Excellent playmaker. His, what a playmaker he is. Oh, my God. The ultimate playmaker. He's the best playmaker in the world. I mean, this series, he's playing <laughs> like, uh, you know, Art Ross... Slash Selkie. He is. <laughs> he is. He is. You know that defensive turnover there in the uh, in game one that springs Koozie? I mean, come on. 
And then, okay, so then we have Mojo coming in. Game-winning goal midway through the second with a backhand off of an incredible play from Mantha. Now, Mantha has not, I don't believe to this point, found Twine yet. No. And but Mantha didn't even get a point for this, did he? Because didn't other people touch it after Mantha, but he created the play? Ooh, I don't know. If he didn't get the assist on this, I'd be pissed if I was him. But not Maybe really. it was a different play. I might be thinking a different play. Because he, uh, he, he moves it over to him. Uh, and it is kind of a bobbled puck, but Marcus Johansson, a lefty, comes in on the right side and just beautiful Swedish hands, the soft Swedish hands, gets them right in and just an authoritative, authoritative backhand right into the net. And at that point, you kind of knew. You kind I felt it. I was like, okay, let's go, Caps. Let me talk about Anthony Mantha for one fucking second here. He did get the assist. Okay. Double-digit hits in games in the playoffs. Anthony Mantha was 100% criticized in Detroit for being soft. The gentle giant of Detroit. He really was. I mean, nobody liked Anthony Mantha because he was a huge guy. 6'3", 6'4", something like that. Uh, 240. Guy's a monster. Guy's a monster, right? He's a dominating presence. But never, he, 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 he is, and I quote this from Pittsburgh douchebag fan that I know, shows no interest in playing the physical game. What's he doing in the playoffs? He starts bringing that ass out and starts fucking banging it against anyone who will fucking have it. And I love Anthony Mantha right now. He's driving a lot of play. He's not getting rewarded on the score sheet other than assists. Yeah. Uh, and his shot is underrated. He's but playing Caps hockey. He is. And you know what? Here's the thing about Anthony Mantha. If he continues to play this way, he's going to be able to unleash that fucking wicked wrister that he's got. And he is going to start fucking embarrassing goalies. And that's what we want to see. Yeah, it'll come. Absolutely. I mean... If the Cavs win a cup, Anthony Mantha at this point could be vying for a Smythe. Yeah, I mean, you know, as long as they look at the full picture and not just points. All right. Imagine it. Imagine that. That's all, you know, not to jinx it. I'm not trying to jinx anything. Caps, you know, are lucky to get out of this round. But Anthony Mantha, what a stud. Uh, remember... Now, moving on to our next goal, to make it 3-1. Trevor Van Riemsdyk coming in off a little bit of a broken play. Scoops one up and just rifles it right side over Bobrovsky. And all I had to tweet was like, do you remember, Polly, that time when the, <laughs> the Washington Capitals hid TVR? From the rest of the league, from the expansion draft, in Taxi Squad Oblivion. You know, you were the only one even saying this. <laughs> and I think it's exactly what was done. Mm-hmm. He did. I mean, he was. He was hidden. No, You know, we were like, okay, fine, fucking A, take VTech or whatever. Take, take a goalie. Take the guys who have shown a lot of promise. You know, uh, and you look at TVR. I did a little research 
drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, part of their fir- their last cup run, won mm-hmm. a cup with them. Dra- then expansion drafted to Vegas, then moved to Carolina, who has who had at that time the best and probably still does young defensive core in the league. And kind of, you know, stayed under the radar. Caps pick him up, get him for cheap, and look at him now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's TVR is one of the top acquisitions of the Capitals in the last five years, at least. And, I mean, you look at Nick Jensen. I mean, Nick Jensen and TVR are of the same ilk, uh, I think, for the Washington Capitals when it comes down to how they were uh, – how they were – gotten you know Jensen was kind of toiling away in Detroit we pick him up for barely anything and then TVR as well just crazy crazy good GMing honestly uh these two guys are making I think less than four million a year yeah incredible good work mm-hmm midway through the third on the power play the Florida Panthers seem think it's a great idea. To, and look, of course, everybody's going to tear them up on this. It was a board battle. Two, three guys, three out of the four guys on the power play were over there trying to clear the puck. Mm-hmm. It did not work out. No. Puck squirts in favor of the Washington Capitals, and I, be, I believe it's Nicholas Backstrom. Yes. Is that who it is? I think he sent it over, yeah. And sends it over to Alexander Ovechkin, who just hammers it. And I, I... Good God. Brought a tear to my fucking eye. Yeah. It was good. Beautiful play. Needed it. Get Ovi on the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Four points in three games. Doing what a captain needs to do. Contribute. Lead. Y- years ago, they would say... Where did Ovechkin go in the playoffs? Meanwhile, he's scoring like double-digit double points in the first round, second round. Ovi's always been here, babes. Yeah. He just hasn't always had a supporting cast that stood when they needed to. Exactly. And then, empty netter. Is that right? John Carlson? Yeah. I mean, the Panthers pulled their goalie down 4-1. to one. I think like five minutes left. Um, which I don't blame him at this point. Got a couple goals. You got a high-powered team. Um, but, you know, another one of Carlson's from way downtown, empty netters, and love to see it. Yep. And then you think it's over. 5-1. Caps are going. Okay. All right, fine. Face-off happens. Let's just end this up. Nope. Finally, the fourth ra- fourth line gets gets rewarded for all their hard work. And half babe, half a babe, if half you will, half a babe, makes it six one with less than a minute to go. I mean, and this is just salt in the wound, insult to injury, whatever you want to call it. Amazing stuff by the Washington Capitals here. Absolutely. Overall, incredible game by Sammy. Great team game. Came the the, the team came out to play in DC. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that we got Sammy Chance in the stands. Uh, I mean, good. St- I 
I'm flabbergasted. I can't believe the Caps are, are Caps are leading this series. Polly, let's go to the predictions. Well, I was going to say you can't believe it, but you were right. Oh, what was that? I did not hear you. You were correct. I was what? I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> All right, I melt that. Um, what, so, so the predictions in Ovi goals were very let's off. Go, very off. Yeah. I said three. You said four. Yeah. He scored one. I still win that as well, just because you're closer. I guess. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm always right. And then the records, Polly, you fucking interloper. Mm. One and two, you had. Unbelievable! How dare you? I know. Hockey troll has the caps back. Two and one. And we were. And we were. We done did it. We done did it. We done did it. And I believe I said that we would lose one at home, but we'd come back to we'd come back to Capital One and win. Yeah, you did say that. And I think I said we would take one in Florida but lose game three. Wow. You've little faith. Well, the rest of the series will be done by Sunday if it goes to a game seven. So I guess our predictions are how many games does it go? And I mean that kind of figures out but friend of the podcast said friend of the podcast Carl Alsner said caps in five. What do you think? All we would have to do is win Okay, and you know, let's let's be clear. The the last game that we won was a matinee. Yeah. Completely out of character. Which could possibly be Game 7. I highly doubt it. And we didn't even cover. Tom Wilson has been out for the past three games. Yeah, since Game 1. Yeah. Well, we sort of covered it, but we didn't fully. Yeah, he's been day-to-day since, and it's right. been the... And he hasn't been skating, so it's not good. Not a good prognosis. But... Mm. Three and zero, two and zero, two and zero, caps two and, and five, caps and five, baby, caps in five, mm-hmm. and I don't fucking care. I know this is some serious like mojo that we're sending out in the universe. I don't fucking care if the Washington Capitals can follow up with exactly what I said to do, and that's get shots from the slot, deprive shots from the slot, and continue to check incredibly well from starting from when we turn the puck over in the Florida zone, we're fine. And think about this, though. If you look at these three games, Polly, have you have you seen any weird turnover-based hot shotgun starts from anywhere on the ice from, with, with the Florida Panthers coming to us with numbers off something weird, a turnover, a whatever it may be? Uh, I mean, nothing's sticking out in my mind, but I... I, can't, I think that the Washington Capitals' gameplay right now, as a whole, as a system, is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. That's... You know, I was talking in a group chat with some of my boys. Um, one of them, he's, uh, he's like me, two-team guy. Panthers are his number two. Mm. And I was saying, you know, I think for the Caps to win, uh, I forget what... I said three things. But the first thing I said was, you know, 
I think if Laviolette coaches up to Laviolette standards, yeah. the Caps have a chance, a real chance of winning this series. They do. And so far, two out of three games, they have followed his game plan. Yep. And they've won decisively. Yeah. But that being said, I think the Panthers are still a dangerous team this week. Two and two, Caps and seven. There it is, folks. How many Ovi Ovi goals? Three goals. Three? I'm going with two. Ovi erupts. Ovi erupts. Yeah. And does Ovi shit. And brings, brings it back. I think that we shut the shut the Panthers down at home. Mentally, the Panthers start feeling their age and their lack of experience. Except for Giroux. <laughs> and Claude Giroux and the Florida Panthers go home as kittens. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. There it is, folks. You heard it here first. If you don't like it, you're probably a Florida fan. Fuck you. Yeah. Caps fans, if you like this show, we would love it if you go anywhere that you can and rate us five stars only. Five stars only. Until Thursday, where we'll be breaking down all of the playoff series in more in-depth. Like we said, we're ill prepared. We don't really have much to talk about at this point. We're engulfed in playoff hockey. We'll talk about all the matchups. We'll talk about it all on Thursday. Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, sign off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.